Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the latest episode of Lethal Podcast. Uh, the audio you're hearing right now is not the audio, audio quality for the rest of the episode, it's just the intro because I am literally in a hotel room recording this so I can get this episode out to you guys. Uh, it's going to be the same intro for both episodes, so if you are listening to the any either of the Backwoods Composites episodes, whether it's the Origins episode or the Products episode, it's going to be the same, uh, uh, same intro so you are not listening to the same episode, if you're confused there. Uh, Sam Jafrida, uh, Backwoods Composites, uh, terrifyingly intelligent human being. Uh, an incredible episode, just talking about the technology that went into all of his uh, products that he's got, he's got out now. So you guys should go check that out. At, I believe it's BackwoodsComposites.com. Uh, and these are two episodes I think you're really going to enjoy. But because this audio quality is so bad, I will stop talking and let you enjoy the episode. Enjoy, I guess. That was a weird transition. Um, so yeah, we're recording now in case you didn't know, um, where do we start with this? Because this, this podcast has been a long time coming that, uh, Sam, yeah, Sam was one of the, when I made, well, like Garrett, when it was me, you and Blaine, Mm -hmm. we made the like the list of like 10 people that I wanted on Sam was one of the 10 people and it only took us like 80 episodes to get there. <laughs> Not from a lack of trying because I've been bugging Sam about this for a while and I'm get We're going to have him back on again to talk more about carbon because that's a, Oh Lord. I, 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 I successfully avoided Dunning-Kruger with Carbon because of Sam. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 after talking with Sam for a little bit, I immediately realized I don't you know, know nothing. anything. I know <laughs> nothing about Carbon. <laughs> and I am I am fine with, with being that guy for, for a while. Uh, I know enough to know that I don't know shit. Uh, so, yeah, I am, I'm very excited to have Sam on here. Sam, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Just got done uh, working in the shop, uh, so yeah, some new, some new exciting things. Yeah, the majority of this week I've been really working on our uh, ILF um, longbows that we're trying to get out onto oh, the market. Oh man, talk about a tease! Because now I'm not going to let now I'm not going to let you talk about it until later. So, uh, but man, what, dropping that in the first two minutes, backwoods composites <laughs> looking at dropping an ILF longbow limb. Man. Well, it's just, just what I yeah, it's what we dropping we, a grenade in the room and walking away, man. You can't do that. That's <laughs> just it's, it's, it's on my mind right now. So we just it's yeah. you know, today was a pretty exciting day for me for me and my brother, because my brother came on to work with us, so or to work with yeah with us. And uh yeah, so I'm just you know, showing him the ropes and we got so some testing. We broke some stuff, which was always exciting. Oh yeah. Some pretty cool slow motion videos, and my brother's screaming like a girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you shoot anything with a with a pellet gun this time, or no? No, no, no. I haven't done the destructive test yet. Well, this is still a destructive test uh, today, but it wasn't uh, completely on purpose. This was just today. Was just right. trying to see the max max draw on, on the limbs. So you right. just pull it, pull I, it until it breaks, and then yeah. <clears throat> I remember getting pictures from you. This is probably a year ago maybe longer it was a while. Or, uh where you, you said pictures of those pellets or bbs or whatever they were like embedded in your carbon uh and you were like bo still shoots like, yeah what I, are you doing yeah, i shot the crap out of that one well because you know and, and you know testing composite impact damage is a is a big is a big deal and sometimes you can get something hit hit your bow really hard or hit composites really hard and you won't even you see like a little scratch on the surface but right, right what's underneath it it just propagates in the delaminations and you, you won't even know so right you know in my, my little shop you know in in, in well in, in in aerospace shops and stuff we have like regulated tests like really mm-hmm. standardized tests you know where you drop a certain weight ball you know from a certain height has a certain amount of energy and you know and you give me you know all this data why well, you know i i don't have that in the shop here so i thought well what what do i have and what can i use consistently over and over again well i, I got a pellet gun you know so i'll just, <laughs> just shoot i'll just, just shoot this Perfect. thing i know that's gonna cause damage and it did it caused it i mean i i i embedded a a whole whole pellet into the side of the limb 
you know, into the mm-hmm. core. And, you know, and, and, that, and that bow is still, still shot. I, I shot it and I overdrew it. I dry fired it with all the pellets embedded in it and damaged, you know, and uh, <laughs> it was an it was exciting test. It may, it may, seeing things like that, because if uh, if you haven't strung up a super curve bow before, whew, let me let me tell you how how uh, uh, butthole clinching that moment is. Uh, at least it was for me the first time. That's, I was like, oh my god, you, I can't can't believe I'm pulling it this much. That's why you just leave them strung. No, I can't. I can't do that. I can't. Sam, I leave my, okay. yeah, I, I leave mine strung all all year long. My my, my uh, one piece bow fine. has been strung up for three years now, straight. I mean, I'm, I I've only unstrung it, uh, possibly you know for the first few times. I've put an extra few twisted in, in, in the string, and then, um, that that is about it. That was about it, and it's been strung up ever since for the last three years. See, I'm okay. just listening to my boyer. All right, that, fine. that's it. Fine, fine, fine. I mean, as long as you keep it in in a place where you have, you know, anywhere you know less less than like eighty degrees, you know, temp, um, you'll be fine. I mean, you, you probably even go go higher than that. Uh, if it's under, yeah. You know, but but really, you know, my my garage here, I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty cold up here in the mountains, so it's it's it stays yeah. it stays cool and it's out of the sun and it's hung right too. It's not hanging on a it's not in a corner, you know, of your wall. It's 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 Leaned hung up, up, yeah. It's hung yeah. up, you know, nicely and yeah, I can keep that thing hung up, you know, and, and I shoot it, you know, a lot. So it's all right. Fine. I guess I'll just admit that I'm wrong. Yeah, just so don't, don't leave I, it in your car, right? In your car. Well, exactly. I take it down to travel. Then, yeah, yeah. Not all of us can live in the mountains in Southern California, Sam. So, yeah, we can't, 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 can't stay under eighty degrees. <laughs> uh, well, for uh, I, I guess we didn't do like a super formal introduction tonight. We are hanging out with Backwoods Composites owner, CEO, founder, all that fun stuff. Sam, Giff- is it? I, I'm. I have like a thing with the last name. I, what is it with this podcast and us picking people with really complex, weird last names? I don't know what it is, but I, I'm I've. Is it Gifrida? Is is that how you say? Is it is it like a hard G? Gifrida? No, it, it's Jeffrida. Jeff, oh, I've been saying it wrong for four years now. Well, so you that, know, you're, you're about the ninety percentile who say it that way. So, and okay. it, and it's not and it's not nothing. That's actually probably how you would phonetically say it, but uh, we say it uh, Jeffrida because that's that's how we've been passed down from generations on how to say it. You know, from from dad to dad to dad to dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, because it was spelt different. So yeah. back in back in Sicily, it was spelled different when when you know great great grandparents came over from from there and Ellis Island and mm-hmm. you know they couldn't they couldn't really understand the language and spelling and so they 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 swapped the U and the and the I in the beginning. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, man, Sam, I am I am thrilled to have you on here. Uh, uh, tell us, I, I guess, just a little bit about about you uh you know growing up hunting what you did for college all that fun stuff i mean just tell us tell us about sam for somebody who may not uh who may not know yeah all right so i'm uh i'm pretty much a middle child uh growing up i had four brothers um god bless you yeah and uh well three sorry i always i always try to name four because there's four of us but it's uh three brothers Sure. Uh, two little ones are twins and, a, and an older brother. Um, mm. you know, we all grew up. My, you know, my dad shot archery. My grandfather shot shot archery, and I was told his grandfather shot. It's just been, been just been passed down. You know, I got pictures of me shooting when I was a little kid. You know, just just I've shot archery my my, my entire life. Um, but you know, my, my you know my dad, we, we you know we kind of just shot amongst ourselves, me and my brothers and my dad. Um. You know, we biggest things we, we probably did uh, younger was bow fish. So we were big time bow fishermen. So hmm. we had a we had, we have a lake nearby. It's just infested with carp. You know, so my you know my dad would 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 take us out and we and we go bow fishing. Um, so and then the other outdoor stuff we kind of did was you know fishing the regular fishing with the pole and uh, backpacking. So that was like like a big things. Me, I didn't really get into hunting uh, probably until I think I was like twenty when I started hunting it was me and my dad. Um, and, uh, and it just, it just, you know, I just got, 
you know, tired of shooting fish all the time and figured, well, you know, I'm shooting my bow a whole bunch. Why don't I just go, go shoot, you know, go, go, go hunt some animals too, you know? So, yeah. Uh, that's been, it's been great because, you know, between me, me and my dad, you know, uh, we spent a lot of time out in the woods, um, hiking, backpacking. That was another thing. We backpacked all, all the time, me and my brothers and my dad. And, 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 and that was another thing. I said, you know, why don't we just take our bows with us backpacking? Because <laughs> we'd see, we, oh we'd, we'd see deer. So I was like, you know, well, shit, that, 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 that's a good idea. So me and my yeah. dad, we just started, a backpacking you know we'd go like two 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 to five the five nights and uh mm-hmm. back, back back in past all because you gotta understand I'm, I'm hunting out here in southern california you know so we have like tons and tons of hikers out there in the woods yeah. you know and uh we you gotta get, get so hiking black belt shirt that's what we need to do mm-hmm. yeah I, I saw that i'm actually i wanted to get one for, for my dad you know because oh, we, we can make that happen don't worry yeah but yeah, you know, we you, know, you have to go out, out there way, way past everybody, you know, so we, we just hike miles and miles in um, because, you know, for one thing, also it's mountainy. So mm-hmm. you're, you're hunting in the mountains, no matter where you go in Southern California, you're going to be in the mountains um, for at, at least for mule deer. And, uh, sure. and yeah, so, you know, the only way to get up in these mountains is these already used trails, you know, so mm-hmm. we had, we had to get up early in the morning, you know, and, 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 and get out there before anyone else and hike up because, you know, we still don't like being like, you know, spotted by people because immediately someone's going to think, Oh, you're not supposed to be hunting here, you know? And although it's totally legal, but we just don't want any, any business with anybody. So we decided to get up early in the morning, you know, when it's dark, we actually start hiking when it's dark and we'll, we'll, we'll hike into our, our first, our first camp campsite, you know, and then from there we're pretty much by ourselves. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds like a a good time. Is the, I mean, what's, what else can you hunt in California, specifically Southern California besides mule deer? Anything? Do they even Uh, like hunt bears there? Yeah, pig. Okay. A lot of pig. A lot of pig. But but a lot of the pigs are located, you know, usually on like, you know, farms and stuff and, and, and washes and like, you know, areas where it's not really open to public. Yeah, yeah. So, but huh. we got, and then you got bear too. So we do have black bear. Okay. Um. So you know, I always get a tag, but I never really hunt black deer, and the seasons are in the same time. So it's like, well, if I see a black bear, boom. If I, you know, I'm really hunting deer. So it's kind of like, you know, if you're not really looking for it, you know, it's it's not as easy easy to see. So that's probably why I haven't really gotten sure. there yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's, uh, that's interesting. Isn't, uh, is the bear on the California state flag supposed to be a black bear? Cause I'm pretty sure it's no, brown. No, no, that's a brown bear. That. That's an extinct, uh, brown bear. <clears throat> huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah they, they hunted right. that, that, that one out during the gold rush. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Didn't they so, name a town after the last guy that got killed by one or something? That, or I don't know. We're gonna look it up. That's that'll be on a on a Facebook fact check later. I can guarantee it. Um, <clears throat> so, talk a little bit about your uh, your education and and kind of where that led with uh, with your career. So I started off, um, you know, going to well, I had, had like an option at a high school. It's either get a, get a, get a you know get a job and move out, or or, or go to school. And still get a job, but you can live here. <laughs> uh, so my brother went to college. I figured, okay, I'll go to college. I, you know, I really wanted to go to college just to get in and get out and make some money. I was all about money, you know, right. initially. And then, you know, it just kind of took me a while to kind of find, you know, what I should do in life. Um, you know, partly I, you know, hold a lot of responsibility to my wife. She, she kind of co- coached me into doing more uh, with education and, uh, and when I transferred over to school, it was actually her school what I transferred to, you know. You went uh, you went to Cal Poly because of a girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of funny. Yeah, you know, I was, you know, going, you know, all, all of high school, middle school, every, every, you know, every school, even 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 um uh on my, my community college I went to, I I was never a really good studious guy, you know. Um only, only, only subjects I ever did good in was math, 
And and tell you what, I wasn't even I wasn't even a good student in math. I mean, I right. I, I, I you know I only study the night before the test. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, you know, I never did any homework. You know, I because I, I, I kind of got tired of me. You know, I, I was just getting sick. And, I was always getting sick and tired of you know you do two plus two a thousand times. I mean. Sure. Yeah, I know what you know. I only need to do two plus two once to know what two plus two is. So, I would, <laughs> I would just study the, the night before, before the for the test, and then just come in and and get a good grade on it. And that's how I kind of just kept kept passing, you know, yeah. um, throughout throughout high school. Uh, and then and then in college, you know, I I was all into fitness, you know, and working out and dieting and you know my body and everything. And um, I actually was going to school for a uh, be a nutritionist. Mm. And that's when I knew that I needed to get my bachelor's and I wanted to go to, I said, well, you know what? Cause I, I, at that time I was working at a hospital and I had a really good job at a hospital. And I figured I saw, saw, saw the, the, these nutritionists and I was like, man, this job is pretty cake. You know, you just tell people what, what to eat, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and they make good money. I was like, I asked, I was like oh, yeah. that's good. That's good money. So I was like, oh shit, that's, that's an easy, but then I found out, well, you need your bachelor's you need to go to, you know, uh, uh, I'm a better schools. So I, okay, well, I know my wife, she's doing medical stuff. Uh, at the time she was my girlfriend and I was like, you know, so does your school offer this stuff? I'd ask her. She goes, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's all excited about me doing this. Right. So, so I actually transferred to Cal Poly, which I didn't even know was like one of the top schools in it. I was going to say you, you went to the, you went to the MIT for engineering on the West coast. Like, yeah. And you went there because of a girl. That's just like, I, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know how, how funny that's going to strike just, other people. Like just on a whim. Nerds. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah, oh, I, I just I, I decided we'll go to go there. to I decided to go to MIT because like my friend was going there. Like, no, you don't do that. Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. <laughs> I hate you so much, dude. That's that's yeah, outrageous. So, yeah, it was funny. So I, I was I kept on you know I was going to these classes and I wasn't really digging them. I mean, they were all you know you always had to like memorize things. Like you know I don't know if you guys ever took these kind of classes. It's like a flashcard class. You just got to yeah. sit there and memorize yep. it. You know, memorize, memorize, memorize flashcards, all these acronyms and words. You know, I was like, man, this is, this is not how my brain works. You know, I, I figure st- st- stuff out, you know? Right. So, <laughs> so then I was like, and then, and then I, you know, when, well, actually when I got to Capoe, I found out that I was a big engineering school and I was like, well, shoot, why don't I try that out? You know, <laughs> I, I'm then, here, might as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, so, so I, you know, I, I went home that home that day and, uh, and my, my dad, you know, he's, He's like second generation aerospace, but he's he, he was, he was a machinist, and so was my grandfather, uh, both in aerospace. So I went home that night. I said, "Hey, hey, hey Dad, you know, because he, you know, it's funny at the, at the dinner table. He he was growing up my whole life. He just trash talked engineers all the time. Like they don't know what the hell heck they're doing, you know, and they can't design a part, you know, and all and all this yeah. stuff, you know. So when I when I got home, I asked my I asked my dad. I said, Dad, okay, if you were to ever go back. And, 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 and do it again and you wanted to be an engineer which one would you be so i asked my dad actually which one i should be <laughs> and he's like well you know i i mainly work with either mechanical or electrical engineers that's what they usually the background is mm-hmm. and so i was like well you know what i'm gonna go with mechanical so i uh i um uh i went to the mechanical engineering department and i, <laughs> I walked into the to, to, to the office of the, of the secretary. And I said, Hey, you know, what does it take for me to transfer over? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nutrition major, but I, <laughs> I want to be an engineer now. And she just gave me this look on her face. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, you do know what it takes and you do know that, that it's hard. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got it. She goes, well, well, how good are you at math? I'm like, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good at math. So, uh, she goes, okay, well, you know, you have to take th- these certain classes and, and luckily enough, I took all those, uh, the math classes at the, um, at my junior college. And, uh, I said, okay, well, these are my grades. He's like, well, okay, these, these are good grades. This qualifies you to actually start, um, up into start what right away in calculus. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, okay, well, great. That's, that's, that sounds good. So, you know, Long story short, you know, I, I ended up acing all, all my math classes and then, Call and then, shocked. yeah. And then all the, you know, cause then, cause then, you know, I, I was older too. So it, I, I didn't get out of my junior college. It took me about five years to get out of that. So, 
I'm like, what? I'm like, what now? 2022, 20, 23. And, right. uh, and, at, and at that point, I was a little bit more dedicated, right? So, you know, I really hit the books hard and I, I really wanted to learn everything I can in engineering because I really knew that this was going to be, be my future. So I, I studied hard. And then uh, the classes that I really did get, get on was always the physics class. Mm. Classes. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, those ones were always the tough ones for a lot of people too with the physics. And because, uh, uh, you know, you, you get guys that are, that are just good at math. You know, but they they don't understand physics. Yeah, they can't concept, you know? they can't conceptualize the physics portion of it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So um, I did very well in 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 the, in the, in the, in the physics part, and then and what? Like I think like a year and a half into my college, into my Cal Poly uh, college, I um, my dad got me an intern. He had a buddy who worked for uh, Northrop, a longtime childhood friend, and he mm-hmm. was a mm-hmm. he worked at Northrop, and he got me in with the uh, internship. So. I started doing summers there and then um, I asked them if I could stay on, you know, part-time throughout the school year. Cause I don't, you know, I, I've been working since I was like 16. So I, I always had a job and, and, you know, I figured, well, if I could just work part-time, like two days a week, Northup actually pays more than my, than my almost full-time job at the hospital. Yeah. So uh, this just makes sense. So I, I, I talked uh, North, North of Ben to keep, keep, keep me on throughout the year and, uh, and pretty much, Right when I when I got out of college, I started working full time time for Northrop. Nice. For those who don't know, Northrop is a uh, like a, an aerospace defense. Well, I'm sure they they probably do both, but uh, or they do other things too. But they uh, uh, Northrop makes fighter jets, or I mean, they, they help they help make all the parts for them for missiles. I mean, that's it's it's high high dollar high value stuff so that's uh, yeah they're like they're, they're like num- number two with military aerospace yeah i'm guessing lockheed, behind, behind lockheed, lockheed is, yeah lockheed is number one and then north of, at least it was the last time i checked yeah uh, where's raytheon yeah, so, is raytheon top five uh, i that i don't even know yeah <laughs> all i know is it was all i know is the top two two guys but yeah yeah and you and you worked for lockheed too didn't you yeah, so I just finished up a three-year uh, contracting gig for uh, uh, Lockheed. I was doing composites and, and metallics, um, structural engineering for them for the airframe, and uh, it was it was uh, it, it was good work. So yeah, yeah. but they only had they had some like HR rule where you only could work for three years, and then you got to take a four-month break. So I'm actually on my break right now. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, so you mentioned composites there is is Lockheed Martin kind of where the uh the origin of backwoods composites started and and you looking into using composite materials I guess we should we should probably explain what backwoods composites is first I guess uh um Maybe. Uh, so no. backwoods composites the company that you you own and founded uh makes traditional uh archery equipment uh and and that's uh, I mean but it's it's not it's not your traditional traditional archery equipment. You are you're bringing in uh, uh, high end composites into the space uh, where uh, other people have historically used them. But I think it's it's a it's a totally different ball game. Uh, so that, that that kind of explains to people where where we're at or where you're at rather with with backwoods. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess back to that question is that kind of where where the the thought of backwoods composites came from was we with your time at Lockheed Martin and using uh, carbon. No, it was so it would probably be uh, was is with my time with Northrop. Um, so I was I was working there, and it, it, you gotta understand this too. You don't get taught composites or deep composites at the college level, at least at at the bachelor level level so mm-hmm. um you barely touch on it if your materials class has time you know at the end, end of their uh quarter or semester uh, at least that's how it was when i graduated about 11 years ago sure. um so i don't know if they do more now because it's it's, it's more out there but composites has been around for a long time right uh, especially in aerospace i mean the be2 bomber is tons of tons of composites in it right so anyways um you know, I was, I was working at, I'm at Northrop and uh, I was mainly dealing with metallics when I first started. Um, and then I, uh, quickly got into composites and I met a real good, real good buddy of mine now. Um, he was an older guy and, um, 
and he really knew and knows he knows his composite stuff really well. Mm-hmm. Um, he did his own his own things too. Besides, you know, working for a big company, he 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 was building gliders, um, and he, you know, and basically, I just I just hung around him and asked him just tons and tons and tons of questions because, you know, like I said, I didn't get taught this stuff in school, so right. um, so I would just ask him tons and tons and tons of questions because I because I. Cause I loved it. Cause I, cause right away composites just, just clicked, you know, and, uh, I was really uh, interested in it. And then I, then, then, and then I got a, a chance to actually take a class that was designed for, well, it was a, it was a sped up version of what the, uh, composite fabricators actually, uh, take for like a week long course, mm-hmm. you know, where they actually, mm-hmm. when they first get high, get hired on. They go every day for a, you know, nine hours a day. They take, they, they go through this class. Well, it was a sped up class for engineers to take after their normal shift. They can, they can go and they can learn, learn composites too. And, uh, and actually ha- how to fabricate them. Not, not like the math behind it, but actually getting your hands dirty. Sure. So, you know, it was great. Cause I, I got to take that class and, uh, and man, it was, just, it, you know, it was, I just loved it, you know? And, um, I thought, you know what? I started thinking about, I can, I can probably do this stuff in my garage. You know, <laughs> so I was like, all right, you know, so I, you know, I started, started, uh, talking to my buddy a little, a little bit more about, um, composites and, uh, and, and where to get my hands on materials and how to get them in and, and, and just more and more how, how to work, work with them. He brought me over to, to his own personal shop, um, where he builds gliders and, uh, showed me a bunch of tooling, uh, vacuum pumps and, uh, and, and all the stuff he, he uses. So I, uh, I was like, great, I'm going to use all this stuff too. So I, you know, I just slowly was just, you know, purchasing more and more equipment and I started playing around with like layups and, you know, more and more hands-on stuff, you know, and, uh, what do you mean by layups when you say that? Well, the layup is what you call when you lay up the actual plies, like yep. one, one ply, two ply, three ply, four ply, right. you know, of you're carbon. laying the, the layers, carbon. Yeah. Gotcha. Laying the layers. Yeah. And, uh, so and then at that same time, you know, like I said, I was also a big time backpacker and a, uh, and a hunter too now. Right. And, um, I was like, man, you got to carry so much gear to go backpacking and hunting, you know, you know, especially with these heavy arrows, you know? And, uh, so I was like, well, this is a loss. So I was like looking at ways to trim weight down. Right. So the first kind of thing I did was my backpacking frame. It was an, it was an internal frame. I took out the aluminum sticks and I made those out of carbon. <laughs> and uh I was like, okay well, that's great you know it wasn't like super lighter weight you know but it was lighter yeah uh, okay I, you know because it was backpacking every ounce counts right you 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 measure everything right right you, you count your peanuts right and you don't even bring your shells um <laughs> and so then yeah so then i was like okay well what else is heavy well i looked at my knife and uh well this thing is heavy right so i always like bringing a good size knife i'm you know, when I'm out there hunting or backpacking, you know, I like to being a good sized knife. It's my last line of defense and a good tool, right? Right. So I was like, okay, well, this thing's thick, you know, and this thing's heavy and it's all steel. So I just thought to myself, well, you know, I'll just make this thing lighter. So that, this, is, this is like probably one of my first products and it's not on my website now because I'm trying to, I'm trying to really get all my bow products and archery products out there, but I used to sell knives. Um, and with this thing, this thing was sweet because it thing this it was like a third of the weight of your regular knife, right? And uh, it was it was a layered composite, uh, ten ninety five steel hardened, and and then composite, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was all carbon. And uh, this thing, I mean, it's you know, I designed it for lightweight, right? And I told everybody too. I told all you know all my customers, look, you cannot. This is not. Like you're not going to go through the blacksmith test and try to, you know, make this thing pass through all the tests, right? This, right. Is, sure. this is a lightweight tool, right? To, to do the job that I'm supposed to do is be a lightweight tool, right? You know, if I was, if I was, if it was the last knife I had and I was the last person on earth and I wanted something to survive with, I would not be using this knife, right? So I'd be using like a regular good, like nice hardened steel, all, right. all steel construction because this thing is, is it, it I knew from the start, it's not going to be as durable. You know, you can't just go whack at things and you can't put it in a fire. You're not supposed to put a knife in a fire, but you can't do that. Hmm. Uh, you definitely can't try to, you know, you know, screw a screwdriver in with it, but you I mean, it's, it's, 
screw to screw, but you're not supposed to do that anyways the night. So I told all those people, look, everything that you that you might think you 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 uh, 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 you're told not to do with a regular steel knife, especially don't do it with this one. Right? <laughs> That's fair. But you know, this, this thing well, it was, it was, it's, it, it's awesome. It's light. It does what it's, it, I mean, it does its job. It's light, has an awesome cut, cutting edge. It's 1095. Um, it's easy to sharpen. Um, man, and it, it just works great. You know, I, I that's, that's the knife I bring when I go hunting every time now. It's yeah. lightweight, and you know, you know, I'm not out there trying to survive. I'm out there hunting. Exactly. Sure. That, yeah, backpack. Yeah. I, you know, if I need to survive, I'll, I'll just, you know, find my way home. I'll put, turn my phone on my GPS <laughs> and find my, way, find my way home, you know? Uh, but anyways, yeah, that's, that was, I, I, I my first, my first really good, good product. And that kind of like funded me because I knew I needed a project to fund my archery adventure with Cause I already knew I wanted to do more with art with Archie by the time, by the time this came around, mm-hmm. this was like, uh, the funding of, uh, of, of my archery, uh, quest. So, you know, after I sold a bunch of those, I started buying more and more stuff, you know, uh, equipment, the, the build, build things. And then, and that's when I started getting into like, okay, well now, now let's start building the bows, you know? Um, before that I, I, I built, I built one longbow, uh, myself. Um, and then I got, so then I just went straight into using the composites and, and, and building bows. And, and, uh, you know, what I wanted to do with this and I'm still doing it to, to, to this day is, um, I want to build bows, how I would think that you would be, you know, build them and how I know how you would build things in aerospace. Sure. So I don't have a lot of, you know, bowyer buddies and guys who build bows. I don't have an old, old guy show me what, what to do, but I have old aerospace guys that sure. tell me what to do. Yeah. I got, I got myself telling me what to do. Yeah. So I kind of wanted I'm, to come I'm, at this with a whole different angle. I'd like to ask you a question and you can be honest here because you're amongst friends. Who is weirder old traditional archery guys or old aerospace guys? Because that's two very unique <laughs> crowds. <laughs> uh, it probably are equally weirder. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, cause there, you know, there's a lot of guys in, in aerospace who, um, and, and, in and, in the engineering itself, you know, where they were like really studious kids throughout their whole life. Right. right. So they didn't really have like a, the social environment, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you, so you have those guys that, that deal with, who don't really know how to deal, you know, in social crowds, you know? Right. And, uh, and, so anyway, yeah, engineer, old engineering guys can, can, can be pretty pretty funny, but you know the <laughs> the old track guys are the hardest guys to convince that 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 uh, that there are bows that perform better than other bows. Carbon, it's not just carbon's the devil, Sam. Don't you? It's, know? it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not all based on looks. You know, just because it looks good, you know, doesn't mean it performs better. I mean, it could be a great bow. I mean, it shoots, shoots fine. It, it does its job, you know. But there's things that do the job better. And, uh, and that's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get, you know, uh, the traditional world out there to get, get, to get bows in their hands that do the job better. And, uh, that's kind of like where, where I, where I've been and, and where I'm going, um, with all this. Gotcha. Well, that's, I mean, that's a, it's quite the, quite the undertaking. So how, how did you, how did you transition into bows? Cause you made one piece bows for, and a takedown for a while, right? Am I crazy for thinking that? Yeah, no, I, I did. Yeah. So those, so I started off, you know, those were kind of like the hobby ones, right. When I was starting off is trying to transition from a hobby to, to a business. Um, and then, uh, and then, so I started, you know, selling a little bit more and more in here. And then, and finally, when I, when I, when I figured out, I, you know, I should go, well, let me kind of go, go back a little bit. So, you know, my, my whole thing, you know, from beginning, my, my dad, me, my brother's, you know, we've all only have shot and we, we, you know, only have shot like between, you know, cause my dad always shot that big department stores, right. You know, Martin bear PSC. Right. You know, those right. are the only bows I've ever owned. Um, besides the one Ben Pearson I bought off of eBay. Um, but anyways, those are the only bows that we've ever owned. And, um, and so like when I first started out, I was like, okay, great. Well, these are all, all fiberglass, you know, I'll just swap them out for carbon. 
you know. So that's what I kind of like started off do, 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 doing first, right? Mm-hmm. Was making making you know these, these bows. This is this this transition from these to from fiberglass to carbon, and then we're great. And then I so I so I started selling a few of those, and I sold one to one guy, and that's when he kind of like he went he took that bow to an archery shop, and then he he, he texted me back. He said, "Hey, you know these guys really liked." really liked your bow and they thought it was great and they thought it was like super smooth. And, uh, and so I, and that's when I started look, you know, looking into, well, what did I do different to that bow to make it so super smooth? Right. And I started kind of like reverse engineering as well. I remember that one, I made it, you know, he want, he was a longer draw guy and I figured, well, I only got one mold. Well, let me just lengthen up the limbs. So and by doing that, my mold, you, I ended up going more and more over the, over the curve. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and then I said, well, that, that's why it was smoother because it looks, it's, it's more curvy. And then that's when I kind of really got into thinking, well, shoot, I might, I, you know, let's, let's get into, uh, let's see what's, what's really out there in the market and yeah. see if I can actually make something, uh, great, you know? Yeah. And, I, uh, I would just I, like to, I would like to point out really quickly that, uh, more curvy things being smoother is true for a lot of things in life for those <laughs> who may be wondering. So just, just, well, throwing, well. just throwing that out there for, for anybody else. Continue, Sam. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I started doing a little more and more I research. Couldn't, I on, couldn't on... not say it. It was right there. Oh, I couldn't no, not it was say a layup. It. You, you uh, it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm ruining it. I'm ruining everything. I'm, I'm so yeah. bad at letting people tell stories. I'm so <gasps> bad. I'm That's sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, so then, yeah, I started doing more and more research on who's all out there and what kind of bows, you know, and, and, and I, I already knew of Hoyt, you know, I, I just never bought Hoyt cause I just thought they were like super high end, you know? And, uh, and then when I started doing searching on more and more and, and at this time, I wasn't even in, in any community, I wasn't involved with any kind of like, you know, groups on building bows or, you know, groups of traditional, I was, I was, my, my, my Facebook was just me smiling. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so in that way, I'm not, you know, I wasn't really in any kind of community, you know, at this point I was still just selling the bows, the guys at my job, right? Cause I, I, I go to my earthquake job and I talk to these guys always ask, Hey Sam, what'd you build this, this weekend? You know, what'd you do? Cause they always knew, they knew I was doing this composite stuff in my, in my garage. Right. You know, so I mean, to sell them, go, Oh, oh, oh I'll take a bow, you know, so I build a guy a bow, you know? And, uh, what so anyway, to have, no, jeez, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, I was, I was, I was, you know, I was out there, you know, sort of, sort of searching around and, um, and I started coming across these other companies now. Oh, well, shoot. You know, I, so I saw Hoyt, Hoyt had a carbon fiber. I said, okay, well they, they had carbon fiber. And, uh, and I started seeing these, uh, these other companies too, you know, all over the place. Also these smaller companies are getting more and more into the carbon fiber. Plus some of these, these big ones like, like Hoyt for, uh, for traditional bows, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or at least they had been I, at that point. I didn't even know how long they, 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 they've been making uh, carbon fiber bows for it. Sure. So, um, said, okay, Grace, I just started doing this tons and tons of research on who was out there, you know, building stuff. And that's, you know, that's when I came across uh border and, uh, and, and their website. And then I saw that, you know, he was, he was trying to get a bow to have a let off. And I was like, you know, well, yeah, that makes sense. The smoother, you know, the more curvy it is, the, the mechanical arm and, 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 and everything. But at this point, Border wasn't selling any. So I, I, started, I started looking all around, watching videos and stuff. And everybody was always like, hey, it feels like a let off. It feels like a let off, but it's not. And that's kind of like what that what this guy told, told, told me who I sold that boat to. He was like, hey, you know, they said it kind of felt like, felt like a let off. So I was like, okay, well, well I'm on to something. This was probably like around March. I mean, this was probably like around, uh, I think it was 2017. Uh, and that's when I really started diving into, you know, how, how to get my bows to get a let off, you know? Right. And, right. uh, yeah. And at this point, you know, all, all, all I had in my shot was conventional bows. Yeah. You know? I think this is so, when, this is when Rob introduced me to you because yep. you, you were in, you were in a Facebook group with you and me, Rob and a couple other guys were in a group chat and Rob sent me something that you had that you had posted and was like look at this shit and yeah. I, was, I was like i need that rob was like i, I got one coming <laughs> don't worry <laughs> and, uh, I'm on and, and then uh then yeah <laughs> yeah 
and uh, then the rest is yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how it went. Because I, uh, I, I sold the knife to a to a buddy of mine, and then he introduced me uh, to some guy who was part of High Momentum. Yep, and uh, and then he he got me in and high momentum. And then I did, I just, I was like loving it. I was like, man, this stuff is cool. These guys are talking physics, you know, like this is, this is where I need to be. Yeah, you know, that was, and, glory uh, days. that was a glory day. Yeah. High momentum too. Yeah. I remember I got my, my car in the parking lot. I'd be Facebooking. Cause I got, Oh, I got this hot topic, man. These guys are arguing with me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love to argue. I don't know. Oh, I know. Me, you know? I know. Like, my wife tells me all the time. I love to argue. I argue too much. Um, it's not, it's not really you guys should see me, me and my dad, me and my dad, we're, we're in the shop, man. It's not really yeah, fair when you and my pops are in the shop. We're uh, we're arguing all the time. You can't. We can't even. You know, it's just constant. That's funny. That's funny. So yeah. the, this whole so you, you were chasing let off for a while, but that ended up not being where you landed. Uh, I, I well, no, I, no, it was. It, it well, was. I, mean, I, I you 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 did. You had it, but it, it's it, it didn't end up being like the end goal of of where of where you're where you're at right now, or or did it? Oh yeah, no, no. I so um. So in the, in the, in this quest, right. I got a bow to get let off and it was, it was huge, right. It was like five pounds. Oh of yeah. Let off. Yeah. It was massive. And I, you know, and I, you know, I was like, okay, well, I, that's kind of like, that's a lot, you know, and initially I thought, well, that's great. That's cool. You know? So I, I, you know, I, I take it off my tooling board. I go pull back I'm like, man, I, I can't shoot this thing. <laughs> this thing, <laughs> this thing is, is just, is just not, not working. So there was just tons of, tons of things I, I was figuring out by actually going from, you know, my own shape you know, initially to growing my shape and, 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 and then, uh, um, I'm changing it. And then what happened was, so I started having, you know, getting, uh, more and more comments on my stuff, on my working that, 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 that I was doing and I was talking about it. Then I met a guy on Facebook, um, I mean, Robert Davis. Oh and yeah. You guys mm-hmm. probably know yep. who he is, right? Yep. Very smart guy. Yeah, Very smart really guy. Yeah, so he, and, then, and then he introduced me into the Fibonacci sequence, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, us being engineers, I kind of like knew knew kind of right right away what the yep. dude was talking about. Yep. And One, then that's two, when three, I started five, eight, 13, 21. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keeps keeps going. So then I was like, you know what? Well, sweet, that's what I do. I'll mathematically model my molds to Fibonacci sequence. And and it was funny uh, when I did that. I actually noticed that well, I'm kind of close, you know. And, uh, and with my design, now this was still like 2017 and, uh, okay, well, 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 I'm kind of close, you know? And, um, and they kind of, you know, made, made sense to me because, you know, naturally that's how things happen. You know, Uh, if you look at like a lot of things in, in nature, that's how how it goes. You don't want to go against nature. Right. And that's something, you know, uh, that's one of the, that's, uh, that's one of the big things I see about, um, you know, at least, at least it was a few months ago was, uh, or you see, you know, maybe like six, six months ago, but a lot of these guys who make these bows with these big hooks. Okay. They all look the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all follow border. They all got that, 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 you know, half, halfway down, down the land, they got this kink. And, yep. uh, and, and mine from, from day one has never had this kink. And know? not the fun uh, kind e- of kink either. Yeah. E- e- even, <laughs> even before, you know, uh, 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 Robert Davis got 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 a hold of me and told me, told me about the Fibonacci sequence. I still never had like a kink, you know. But but that that you know at that point too, they weren't really working. I didn't really like them. Um, the Fibonacci Fibonacci sequence was was sweet because that's something that I can actually mathematically model on on the computer. And then um, that's when I got I got um, I got some free free software that I use from work. Uh, that I use, I mean, for that I use at work. Um, I downloaded it on, on, on my personal machine. Um, it was like a free, like forty-five days software f- uh, for finite element analysis. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a tool. It's like a it's like a, um, a computer aided design kind of kind of tool CAD mm-hmm. where you can actually. But this one you can actually three D model something, and then you can build it into like a math model where we'll actually figure out displacements forces, strains, and stresses. So I, so I started using the Fibonacci sequence and, 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 and like, like Matt said, that Fibonacci that sequence goes on and on and on and on, you know, swirling and swirling and swirling around. Yeah. So yeah, I would I encourage say, people, I, if you've never looked at it, just like pull up on your phone, like Google Fibonacci sequence, Fibonacci spiral and 
have have fun going down that rabbit hole because holy Moses, that's a, yeah. that's something that's a, that's a, and what's interesting is like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Like you see it every, yeah. at least yeah. if you're a nerd like me, like you see that shit everywhere. Yeah. So kind of where I wanted to be at with, with the, uh, uh, the Fibonacci sequence and, and the, and the shape is I had to figure out, well, where on the sequence do I want to put my limbs at? Um, so this tool was great because I was able to mathematically model, you know, going up and down the curve. And, uh, and it was funny because the software that I got for free didn't have all the mathematical solvers that I actually needed to solve the nonlinear problem because it says it's really, uh, uh, it goes really nonlinear and, and uh, the lower costing type of solutions, they have a problem where you start deflecting a beam and you no longer are gaining any extra force. Yeah. So um, a lot of your elementary solvers have problem problems with that. So and that's what I was doing. So I kind of figured, okay, well, um, I will just keep on doing this until the the solver won't solve anymore. <laughs> and that's when I figured I have the solution. <laughs> uh, when the solver quit quit working, that's when I said, okay, this is it. This is it. And uh, and that's what I did. So I, I took that I took that that curve, popped it out. Traced it on a grid sheet, put it on some, put it on some wood, and started, you know, make making your, up my make uh, mold. Make, make my mold, yeah. And uh, and that thing, yeah, right away, boom, it did exactly what I wanted to do. And then, yeah, by that, by, 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 by that time around, that was when I was, uh, that's when I brought out my uh, on my one piece bow. Okay. So and that right. that that one that has that so that bow has let off. It is it it has okay. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it, yeah, so it has about it. So right now, I I, I still I, I I've I've kept you know kept on playing with this, and now now I, I sell it with a you know uh, plus five to minus one pounds per per uh, per, per inch of let off. So you got it down to that much of a science. That's wild. Yeah, well, there still is a range, so I, I still always sure, give you sure. know a, a lot of my stuff. I give ranges. I like to try to give as much data as I you know, information as I can to the person per purchasing of my bows so they can actually kind of, kind of like know what they're going to get. Sure. Um, that there are ranges, you know, the things there's not always just, you know, this is a one inch diameter rod, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's one inch plus or minus this, you know, right. It's not, yeah. No, yeah. No. Machining and composites aren't perfect. That's the thing you got to keep in mind. Yeah. yeah. So, so, okay. Whew. So that kind of now is this is this where I started bugging the shit out of you about ILF stuff because I yeah, I, I kept it yeah. and and I was I was a recent trad convert and the the mechanical side of me said I'm not going to buy a wood bow I want and I I want a, a soulless bow as everyone mm-hmm. says I want an ILF rig and but I also said I don't want anyone else's limbs besides Sam's that's all I want and uh, so I for a good it had to be a year, if not longer. I like I month, yeah, at least monthly, at least monthly, if not weekly, I'd send Sam a message like, "You uh, you gonna do ILF yet?" He'd be like, "Ah, yeah, I, don't probably- know. I have too many variables." And and about about a year into it, I broke him. So you're welcome. No, it was probably around 2018, the summer of 2018. If I look back at my text, it's either the summer of 2018 or 2019. But I think it's the eight. 2018 yeah that was, it, it, i know it, it, i know it's in the summertime yeah but i don't know what exactly what years i've been i've been building a ton i've been building and testing because this is why i didn't want to do it <laughs> so, <laughs> there's so many dang variables in it i mean it was like it was crazy i started getting into you know you got the riser thing drove me nuts oh, i would I you know, know. I, I got all these different risers and it was like man every single one of my risers are different i mean <laughs> yeah I, I, I started going out. I said, okay, well, I, I, I shoot these same limbs on a, you know, I draw, I do the force draw curve on a 25, 19 and 15. Right. And it was like my 19 inch had more poundage than my 15 inch. And I was like, Oh, why? What? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know what? I was just, it was just kind of just, it, it, it was tough. And then, and then also um, like, I first, I first, I just took the curve I used off of my one piece bow, and I said, "Okay, I'm just gonna take this, hack off the half a hack off, you know, the center of the riser and the one piece bows, and there's my limbs, right? So I built my molds, huh? my first molds, and, uh, and yeah, it, 
you know it they you know they had they had let off it was great but the problem was was so there's so many different variables with you know how how the you know each grip each riser had different grips you know each riser had different deflex each riser had different limb pocket a- angles right and then uh so you know i'd go for you know i'd build i'd tiller you know and i'd shoot it on on one riser then I'd go to another riser now this thing is rocking on me and camming on me and all, all sorts of just i can't get this thing to shoot right right and um so i said okay well you know it's it's i know what it has to be it's instability in the tiller and that that's like a direct reference to your to the let off right mm-hmm. so i said mm-hmm. okay well let me start toning the, 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 this, the this this thing down so i just started you know changing the i started you know going back going back kind of like from 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 scratch and okay well here's my fibonacci s- sequence where do i want to be on, on the curve so and and now i can actually use the saw the the final el- elma software don't have to worry about it you know not solving because now it's not having a let off right you're no longer the you know you as you go further in deflection you also are increasing increasing your force so that makes yeah. the solver be able to, makes the solver happy and it works so i i was really easily be able to mathematically model what i wanted out of these limbs so then it's so then i said okay I, I got i got a limb shape i want let's go build it so i built it and i tested it and it was still it still wasn't um it was great on some risers and wasn't great on some other ones mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. i said okay well which one is it not good which one does a tiller not work right and uh and that's what i so i stuck with that riser and said okay i'm gonna use this riser and if it works on this one it'll work on the other one so then i just kind of had to do a whole redesign on getting this thing to tiller yeah. right or build right in, yep. the, in the in the curve and get it to work for this one and that's where i'm and that's where I, you know I was at probably about like you know four to five months ago. I said, okay, this is yeah. It. So then I just yeah. started building and testing, building and testing, and and uh, yeah, that that yeah. must have been when the major design change came because the very first prototypes that you ended up getting out to me uh, had a had a. I mean, and these new ones still have a pretty aggressive hook for the Moax, but uh, the uh, the first prototypes had a really aggressive hook. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm assuming that in this, uh, 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 in this re rebuilding stage, uh, you, you had to kind of come down on the spiral a little bit, uh, for, for when, uh, uh, when you start that curve, is that, is that accurate? Yep, exactly. Yep. Yep. And yeah, then where, okay. where, where you're at so on, let's, uh, on, on so, the spiral too. So, yeah. Okay. So I think that this is. Uh, so now we're into your products. I, I think now, now we're, we're, we're almost up to present day. There's, there's oh, a little, wait, yeah. there, there's, oh, there's, there's a little, little one. there's a little bit in there somewhere, but I think that this is, this is where, uh, because we, we might split this into two episodes because the explanation of backwards composites and where you came from, I think is deservedly its own episode. <clears throat> so we might just have to do your products on, on another one. Uh, maybe I'll release both, both on Friday. So if you're listening yeah. to this, maybe you get a bonus episode right after this. Uh, um, but, but, but hey, Matt, yes, Matt, I want to kind of, kind of go back a little bit more though. So yeah, um, let's do it. I've got all the time. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, but so in the, in this quest, cause you know, I'm, I'm a composites guy, mm-hmm. you know, so I was, you know, from the beginning of my whole, whole, whole bow building thing, I've always built my own, my own backings. I was, I wanted to be, you know, you know, I wanted to build, just build my own. I don't want to take somebody else's carbon fiber. I love carbon fiber. I want to build, build my own. Right. So with this, um, with this quest, with this let off, I kind of was thinking to myself, you know, problems with, with it, right. How can, why is the tiller, you know, or I knew why the tiller was going to be hard. Um, but, you know, what can I do to fix the problem? You know, because I'm an engineer and that's what I, that's what I do. I like to fix, fix things, you know? So sure. I, I knew if I just got rid of the, rid of the let off, um, it'll work. And then, and then it's not even getting rid of the let, let, let off and it works. You have to get rid of it for, for, for ILF at least a substantial amount, you know, in my opinion, to get these limbs to work for everybody and on all risers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, well, I don't want to do that. I I, I want to have a very smooth smooth draw at the end. I want to gain very little pounds pounds per, per per inch. You know, I want that. That was like my goal. I really want this smooth bow. 
Right. Um, because I loved it when, 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 when those, like you said, those really, cur- when those really curvy ones, when they worked, it was beautiful. It felt so good. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, into I, a still, I still want that. And that's where, that's when I started developing, uh, what I call poise flex. Mm-hmm. And, and I have that, I have a, I have a patent on, on, on that now. And, um, and I've developed that basically just with pen and paper. I just, you know, just, just did what, did what I do at my aerospace job and just started calculating composites and plies and layers and fiber angles and pretty much just designed, designed a, a layup um, or, 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 um, or backings and a complete, complete bow that will actually, you know, it has a nonlinear stiffness to it where a, the actual cross section will change from being rectangle, from being, um, what did I say, just, just flat to concave or convex and uh and so what that does with these let off bows or these bows with a very low uh pounds per uh per inch of draw is that you know if you have a tiller problem because you know i'm a hunter you know you know i hunt in cold weather because it's always the end of the season you know i just got done hunting in the snow with my daughter is that I got a jacket on, I got my gloves on, you know, and, 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 you know, and I live in Southern California. When I go target shoot, I can't wear that stuff. I'll be sweating, sweating, you know, you know what? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Um, so when I go hunt some, sometimes you just don't get a really good, cause I have, I have my bow hand has a glove on it. My, my, I have a glove over my glove for my finger, for my finger shoot. And you got this big old puffy jacket on. So, you know, you, sometimes you don't get the cleanest release, the cleanest draw. Um, so I said, okay, well, I have to make, I have to get these bows, you know, to feel good, you know, even though you don't get a good draw, um, I want the tiller to still be there, still be good. So that's where the Poise Flex, uh, in my, in, 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 in for my, for my testing comes, comes in on is that, um, as you're, as you're drawing one limb, say if, if you're going to say if you're drawing back and something happens and your tiller is going to be off, your hands, your hands messed up, your grips messed up, something's weird. You're kneeling down. I don't know. And, uh, shooting from a bad angle. Um, and your till and, and your tiller is off. So with these limbs, with these poison flex being able to change its geometric shape, um, as you're drawing it back, you know, the limb that gets starts being deflect deflected more will actually start becoming stiffer. Um, but not just in a normal so um yeah, we'll actually become and start becoming stiffer so that now the other limb would want to draw pull back more. So you get a a a, a better like a, draw, it's like a better natural, feel of your draw. Yeah, it's like a natural tillering effect, is what it sounds like. Yeah, that's exactly what what it is. I mean it, it it's not like you know, huge night and day where you're going to, if you can, if, you know, if you draw the bow, you know, 10 inches below your knocking point, you know, it's going to work for you or you're, right. you know, if you're really off, but it was able to make, make my, make, make me design my limbs. I didn't have to take down that smoothness as much. I was able to keep, you know, these limbs very smooth and keeping a very stable tiller because of this poise flex effect. So, and, and, it, and, and and the poison flex, you know, you might get some guys saying, oh, you know, er, you know, you know, I looked at my limbs and they kind of do that, do, do that too. Well, you know, I'm sorry, buddy. Everything in nature has what we call engineers a poisons ratio. And that's where the name poison flex come, come, comes from. Hmm. Um, so, for example, rubber has uh, 0.5. Okay. Um, um, uh, cork has almost zero. Uh, that's why they use cork in wine bottles uh, as one of the reasons, because when you compress it, compress, it doesn't expand. Hmm. Right. So Poisson's ratio is what it is, is when you're compressing, uh, compressing, uh, or, 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 or let's talk about stretching. It's, it's a lot easier. So if you're stretching, say if you're stretching like a big rubber band, right. Mm-hmm. You will see it start to neck down. Yep. So right. Poisson's ratio is the ratio of how much it expands, you know, divided by how much it contracts. So that's where you get, get the ratio. So something of a Poisson's ratio of 0.5, like rubber, if you stretch in an inch, it's going to shrink an inch crossways. And then you can get into um, a flexural Poisson's ratio. And, that, and that's where the bows come, come from, the, the limbs, because they're, they're flexy, right? So 
Uh, you can calculate what the flexural pull point on the ratio is. And that's kind of like what, what, what I've done. And, uh, and so these limbs, I designed my limbs with a Poisson's ratio of one. So what that is, is as, you know, as much the, the curvature. So if you're looking at an archer pulling a bow back and you're seeing his bow limb curve, right, bend back, that radius of curvature match, matches the, the crossways radius of curvature. So if you were to put a ruler on the ed- edge of the bow, that you would see that same radius mm-hmm. as if the guy was pull, 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 pulling the bow uh, on the bow back. Hmm. So and, and and it's all based on deflection. So the further you pull it back, the more that radius uh, uh, gets smaller, right? Which would in, end up uh, increasing the stiffness of the limb because you're not bending something flat. You're bending something that now that has a has a, sh- uh, a shape to it. So you're you're increasing its 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 inertia. Uh, that's what you're doing. Huh. Man, that's some that's wild stuff. And you just like. I mean, you didn't stumble across it. Like, I mean, I know you ended up deciding to build it that way, but you, I mean, it, you said that's patented, right? No one had ever done that before with no, no, with no, materials? no one has ever, no one has ever decided to, you know, you, you use composite materials to, um, uh, to advance the Poisson's rate ratio to, to get you a, a limb that's, uh, not nonlinear, um, geometrical stiffness change, man, that's. Whew. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I need a, I need a shot after that. My God. Um, so now, now are we all, are, are we, is there, I guess before we jump into products, is there, is there any other patents or technology? I, I want to save the riser for, for last. So let's not talk about the tech that's there just yet, but for the limbs, is there, is there anything else? Oh, your, your inner core. I don't know how much you want to talk about that though, because that's, that's, that is trade secret kind of stuff, right? Yeah, the core urban material is trade uh, trade secret. Um, we have recently um, just modified it a little bit. It's not on, on the website yet, but we've actually um, in- integrated honeycomb structure I- into our core. So hmm. now we've taken we've taken that 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 same proprietary mixture and now have just filled honeycomb cells with it. So. And that would gave us a you know stronger, more consistent. No, actually, no, and it, it, it made it uh, heavier because now you're accounting for the for the, um, for the honeycomb. honeycomb. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. But it's still it's still about ten uh, percent lighter than than uh, maple. So yeah. and, and and it's funny. I, I started searching around when I developed that that stuff. I was searching around actually for a supplier of 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 syntactic foam like what they use in you know what, they, what most of these companies use in in their synthetic course right um so i got a hold of some guys uh who 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 sell it to the, the, the some of the bowyers out there you know and i started asking what is the densities of these things right how heavy are they right and i was i was i was in my head you know because i've dealt with syntactic foam foam before at my job i was like well i was hoping well this stuff's gonna be lighter than wood you know, and uh, <laughs> I mean these densities. I'm just like, wait a minute, this stuff's heavier than than than, than maple. What? Why are why are we using this? Why and would you do the that? Only, yeah, the only reason why uh, they've been using it is is for um, it's better, it's more dimensionally stable with with temperatures. Um, the strength is more uh, the strength and stiffness is more stable with with temperatures. So you have more of a consistent bow, but I'm sorry. It's consistently slower than, than your maple. <laughs> um, mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm a, you know, and all, also the, the bad thing about, about wood is it's, you know, it's, it, it's nature. You know, what, what if that maple tree had a bad, had a bad year, right? Yep. It's inconsistent. And, and you might not know it, right. As, as a bowyer and you built this nice, beautiful bow and it blows up on somebody. Yeah. Right? All because the so, maple had a 2020 kind of year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, you know what? This this stuff kind of sucks. So um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my own, and we'll see how how that goes. So that's usually how things go with me. I realized something sucks, and I just decided to make it myself. So um, I just started developing and playing around around with the materials again, and uh, and boom, I came up with a with a with a formula to have really light syntactic foam, and. Um, and now I have it filled in with honeycomb or I have the honeycomb filled in with this foam 
and it's been working out great. Uh, all of our tests has, has been proven good, good with it. So we're, uh, we're all ready to start, uh, start putting in the majority of our bows when people, people ask for it. Man, that's so funny. You're just like, you look at maple and you're like, yeah, this sucks. We're going to do something better. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then, yeah, then, yes. And then one other, yes. The other things I've done, which is a little different is the types of carbon fibers that I use. And is you know, for most of the people out there are not use, you know, are, are just basically using the two by two twill standard modulus carbon. Right. It's one of the most popular ones out, out there for, 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 for these bowyers to use and these other companies. Um, I think the only other company that uses, well, there is probably a few, but some, some get into like the intermediate modulus, the high modulus. So um, we, we decided to use all intermediate modulus. So that's what, you know, I'm used to using in aerospace. I'm just, you know, I'm going to, um, I'm going to stick with that. And then the, uh, the two by two twill is not really the greatest uh, fabric out there to use. Um, you're, you're better off using something that, 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 um, goes up and over less times. Um, so what sure. I mean, what I, what I mean by that two by two, what it is that it goes over two toe bundles and under two, two toe bundles. And it mm-hmm. keeps on doing that and they weave it all in. Right. So what I use, I, I use is a four, four harness satin where, you know, th- this one, this one goes over, over, uh, over three and under one. So it has a, has a little bit more, the fibers are straighter for a little bit longer of a time. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So you have a little bit more of uh strengths and stiffness with, with, with that type, with that type of fiber. Plus the two by two twelve that everybody using is standard car, centered uh, modulus. So the intermediate modulus is what I use for the four harness satin. And, uh, and we switched over to that a while ago and it's been, it's been great. It's been a good, a good fabric to use. Yeah. So it just is the, is the resin that you use, is it a proprietary thing that you built? Because I know you were facing resin issues for a while, but I, I, I didn't know if you just found one that worked better, uh, that, that is working for you now, or if you actually had to build something. No, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't go that deep in the material science part. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm not, I'm not like a chemist. Um, There's a so line. I, I just started. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, I was having epoxy issues and I finally decided to go to go with what, what I know works. So, yeah, yeah. um, I went with what, with what the military use, uses a lot on a uh, field, you know, on, 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 on things out there in the field. So I said, right, I'm, I'm just gonna use this stuff. So it was really yeah. hard to find it and I got it and, and, and it's been working. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So now we're all caught up. We are at present day, right? I think. Yeah, pretty much with, with the Moox, yeah, the uh, the ILF limbs. Okay, gotcha. So let's let's jump let's jump into your products now. Uh, where where do you want to start? Do you want to start with with the tax, or you want to start with the? Uh, I've been calling them the Moax. Maybe you call them the Moox. I don't know. But which which one which one do you want to lead <laughs> off with? You know, Moak to me sounds more like uh, Native American. So okay, yeah, All right. I got I, there. You go, yeah, and I got a little bit in. I got a little bit in me, but I'm not, you know, Pocahontas, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Elizabeth Warren. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's back in there deep, but yeah, I, I, I call them uh, Moox and then Tack, and then the longbows are going to be uh, tall. T-A-L. Nice. There you go. I, I have that. Right. Yeah. 